You're listening to Get the Skinny with your hosts, Brian Kilby and John DeLuna. This is Get the Skinny. I'm Brian Kilby, and with me, I have John DeLuna. John, we are back on a somewhat regular schedule this week. Yes, much like uh, a person who is eating more than their fair share of fiber, we are very regular at the moment. Uh, actually, yeah, I was on vacation this week, and I had never mind. So, oh dear. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I uh, just got back from Atlanta. Mm. It was uh, nice there this weekend. I thought it was going to rain, but it was pretty nice. It was warm. Uh, it's going to be like eighty degrees here tomorrow. It's kind of crazy. Isn't that disgusting? Yeah. It's not even April. It's not even close to April, really. Oh God, I know. Get ready for it, buddy. Hey, did you guys have like a mild winter uh, down Texas way? We um, we didn't even sniff snow or ice, and we usually get at least one good storm a year. Uh, I let's see here. It snowed. Really, it snowed like twice. Not considered other than like a slight dusting. I think once it snowed about four inches, and the other time it snowed about eight. So we got about wow. a foot. That's uh, that's twelve inches more than we got, which is sad. <laughs> I um, I have a two year old at this point, so I'm I'm even even more like hyper aware uh, when it doesn't uh, do cool things in the seasons that we do get. So I'm disappointed. I expect more out of uh, out of nature next year. I demand it. Yeah, I like snow. Um, we got about what we normally get, you know, this year. Mm-hmm. I, I was expecting a little more because of, uh, of El Nino, but it didn't happen. So Mexican for the Nino. Uh, it's Spanish for the Christ child because it's uh, capitalized. It's El Nino. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't get much of it either. Or, or if uh, if El Nino did have any kind of effect on us, uh, it was one that I don't approve of. Because again, like no snow. We did get like a one hundred year flood basically across the entire state. Really? Yeah. I like remember, late, I late summer. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <clears throat> so like um, our our lakes are either at uh, capacity or right uh, below it or in some cases a little bit over it. And that's like unheard of in my lifetime. It's crazy that we have actual like lakes and rivers. Uh, It's new to me. It's exciting though. So that is one good thing that I can endorse. Um, Speaking of liquids, Brian, I've got two stories for you to kick off the show. Do you want the good or the bad first? Uh, Let's start off with the good. Okay. So this is very good. So for two crazy days this week, those days being uh, March 18th and 19th, between the hours of 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. at every 7-Eleven in the United States, follow me, folks, here, the 18th and the 19th, that's this week, from 11 to 7, 11 to 7. At all the 7-Eleven locations in the United States, all you've got to do to take advantage of this is bring in a container, almost any container, and for $1.50, you can fill that container, whatever you bring, with Slurpee. It's bring your own container day one and two. So here are the rules, the only rules about this container. Again, you can bring in any container you want. For two days to a 7-Eleven and filled up with Slurpee for only a buck fifty. So here are the four rules. One, the cup must fit upright through a 10-inch hole. Uh, two, it has to be clean. 
and food safe. Okay, that was the one that I was worried about. Three, it can't be uh, leaky, so it's got to be watertight. And a four, one cup per person uh, per day. So you can only go into each 7-Eleven once um, per day. Uh, you can see where that is a, that's an easily um, circumvented rule if you want to get like buckets and gallons of Slurpee. But you can only go into each 7-Eleven once per day for two days. 18th and 19th, Brian, what's, uh, what are you going to bring? Are you going to bring a... Um, what are you going to bring, a gallon uh, jug? Are you going to go to Walmart and get uh, the biggest container you can find that's airtight and food safe? Like, what's your plan here? I'm not going. What? I, I'm i not a big Slurpee fan. Outrageous. Like, I like the wild cherry Slurpee, and that's about it. And I don't really get a Slurpee more than once or twice every year or two. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, I know. You're un-American. I'm shocked. Hey, well, look at it this way, Brian. If you only get a Slurpee once or twice a year... Now's the time to do it. You're darn right, man. Now you can get, you can get Slurpee for like a month. All you got to do, again, is just bring your own container to uh, 7-Eleven. So again, again, kiddos, uh, 18th and 19th, bring a, bring a container to 7-Eleven, fill it up. Any container you want, buck fifty. <clears throat> you got Slurpee for hours, days, weeks. I don't know. Um, as long as you want. Okay, Brian, here is the, um, here's the second story. Here's the bad. So this has apparently gone viral in just a few days, hours. There is video, and it is not safe for work. I'm just going to say that. Of a Kellogg's employee peeing on cereal at the Kellogg's factory uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. This was uh, this is something that happened in 2014, and I guess the video is just now becoming public and again kind of going viral. But the uh, the video has uh, explicit nudity. Just going to say that, and it very clearly shows an employee in 2014 peeing on the cereal that's being processed at the factory. Brian Kilby comments. I I wish I didn't know that. Um. Are you surprised, though, honestly? I'm surprised it doesn't happen more frequently than that. But so if it is any consolation, according to Kellogg's, the only products it says that could have been affected include Rice Krispies Treats, Rice Krispies Treats Cereal, and Puffed Rice Cake Products. So based on that, you know what kind of cereal he was... Um, Relieving himself on. Oh, God. And uh, I don't know if this makes it better because, like, Rice Krispie Treats and Rice Krispie Treats cereal are as kid-targeted uh, as you can get. So uh, the chances of an adult eating this is probably even less than average because he's peeing on stuff that's for kids. Horrific, Brian. Horrific. Terrible. Uh, but uh, while we're talking about it, are you a Rice Krispie Treat fan? Or foe. Thumbs I up, thumbs down. I was. Have you grown out of it? No. I just learned the story. Oh, of this story? Oh, okay. <clears throat> so you were like as of like a minute ago. Yes. As of five minutes ago, you were fanning rice crispy treats. Well, hey, look at it this way. What about um what about the uh homemade like uh rice crispy treats? If you make it from just like uh rice krispies, which apparently this doesn't 
They said Rice Krispie Treats and Rice Krispie Treats cereal, which is apparently a thing separate from Rice Krispies. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. But that's that's the surely that's a thing though. I swear that's a thing, right? Rice Krispie Treats cereal wasn't it like tiny uh, nuggets of Rice Krispie treat? I think you're right. Yes, I I think so because that sounds incredibly American and uh, like just bowls of sugar to sound like an old man for sure. So were you so no, with all uh, seriousness before this story and after this story, you'll forget about this. Um, no, I, I don't think I will. It's burned in your brain. Yeah, really. Well, congratulations. I mean, like, I've done you a favor, sir, because Rice Krispie Treats are probably not the highest in protein and lowest in carbs. But, you know, relatively speaking, they are much better than a candy bar. They are larger. They have more, they have more volume. And, uh, like, like, a, like a, a good size one's like 100 calories. That's fair. So it's actually not that bad. Have you ever had, a, had one dipped in chocolate? Oh, my God. Uh, no. Try that. Try that. That's uh, actually that is um, a lot like, uh, believe it or not, a little bit of chocolate and a little bit of bacon, or um, try a little bit, just a tiny bit, tiny bit of uh, of sea salt on your ice cream. Puts it right over the top. That's like next level stuff. I bet that's great. Yes, next level, next level stuff. So anyway, yeah, if you if you can, uh, maybe you can. Um, Set aside your memory of this story for a second if you're confronted by a chocolate-dipped Rice Krispie treat because you gotta, you got to give that a try for sure. That's a bucket list kind of thing. You've got to. Uh, other than that, though, Brian, was it, were there any like growing up um, like kid delicacies that you enjoyed of that kind of ilk, the folksy kind of like homemade desserts? Yeah, so... Uh... I didn't know that it was a thing that other people did this, but growing up, mom would make um, this candy out of peanut butter and powdered sugar. She would put down a layer of powdered sugar hmm. or peanut butter, I guess. Probably start with peanut butter, then put a roll of uh, powdered sugar over it, over it, a layer, and then she would roll it up into this sort of spiral type uh, roll, and she would cut it and put it in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. So it was delicious, and apparently uh, that's that's actually a thing because I've actually I've seen it for sale at uh, like at bakeries and such. Interesting. That sounds like a very southern thing. Uh, yeah, I'm certain it is. Yes, um, sounds good though. It sounds interesting. So, what did the powdered sugar like do? Like, like how did those two things like interact? Like, how did that work? But think of it. I mean, it's sweet. So think of it just kind of like chocolate and peanut butter. Hmm. Just goes naturally right. together. Interesting. And when you froze, uh, or when she chilled it, it just uh, took shape a little bit better. Yeah, it just held better when you uh, tried to remove it from the pile. Uh, it, it just, I guess, it helped the sugar adhere better. It was really, it's really good. Um, hmm. I haven't had it in years. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, maybe you should uh, track it down for nostalgia's sake. Yeah. I, I might or Kim may make it or I can make it. Uh, I don't know if anybody realizes it, but Brian and I are kind of nostalgic people by nature. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. You think? Yeah, possibly. Hey, Brian. um, So give us an update. Like what's going on in the world of uh, health and fitness and diet with Brian Kilby? How's that home gym treating you? Uh, Pretty good. Uh, I traveled this past weekend, so I didn't get a chance really to do much other than walk. Uh, but God, I put on, uh, I did a lot of walking last week. Um, uh, actually so much so, so uh, that I, I kind of 
my knee. I kind of injured it. I, I don't know how. But uh, so I'm going to have to take it easy on it. So probably will uh, focus more like on the bike and less on, I don't know, like um, uh, running. Urinating on cereal. Urinating on cereal. Like one thing I like doing is just walking stairs. Uh, I mean, just generally, you know, doing that. But uh, right now, the way it feels, I'm, I probably should just stick to a bike or something. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know, one thing that you might want to look up—I don't know if we've ever talked about this—but um, so my dad had uh, some problems recently with his hamstrings. He is uh, in his mid to going on uh, late sixties, actually, and uh, he kept uh, he kept uh, I wouldn't say pulling because he would probably be in the hospital if he kept like pulling and tearing, but certainly like tweaking his hamstrings. And uh, so I bought him a couple of uh, Tommy Copper compression sleeves for his uh, his legs. Yeah. And they worked like a charm. Uh, he was, uh, I, think he, I think he had to adjust basically to the, the pressure. Like it was even tighter than he probably would have bought himself, but Bitter too tight than not tight enough because then it kind of defeats the purpose. But the compression sleeves on his both of his uh, his thighs and hamstrings really helped him, and uh, he was able to work out and and walk and jog lightly, very lightly jog, long enough for his uh, for his hamstrings to kind of heal up. And he still uses them about half the time, but now he he doesn't have to use them all the time after about two months of wearing them. So have you ever have you ever used compression stuff? No, I'm not really familiar with like uh, anything like that particularly. I've used um, like I've used a brace and things like that, but I've not used like uh, like a compression sock or a compression anything like that. Mm. Uh, could be an option. Uh, my uh, like I said, I've got uh, firsthand or secondhand <clears throat> endorsements. Um, this works for for my dad, and actually, I've got a um, a pretty wickedly bad right elbow i would say at least in terms of like uh range of motion which gets in the way for certain crossfit things but uh, also if i if i do too much crossfit kind of stuff with my arm uh, my right arm starts to kind of like um, bark a little bit so i've considered doing it i might give that a whirl for myself i know elbow sleeves are probably next to knee sleeves probably the most common kind of compression oh, yeah. sleeve yeah so I might as well. I like if uh, I'm getting to that age. We're both at that age, buddy. How does where, that? Uh, how do those actually work? You know, I think really it is. It's kind of like it's. It's kind of almost the same idea behind a similar idea behind like a weight belt. It's um. It's basically just the tension, and 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 I think specifically when it comes to knees and elbows, what it does is if it's if it's fitted properly and it's tight enough, what it what it's really doing is it's limiting the range of like lateral motion. So you're uh, so you're your joint has less like wobble to it. Like it, it, it just bends exactly as it's intended. And there's no, there's no give uh, left or right or in or out, however you want to kind of describe it to those joints, which is one of the big reasons why they'll, they'll ache. And, uh, and it also helps with, um, with, by, with, uh, with limiting that motion. What it does is it, it helps you from, um, possibly injuring it even worse so like i know like if you're um obviously if your knee has any kind of give to it uh left or right in or out um you're really at risk for um some ligament damage 
it's actually the start of kind of ligament damage. Mm. If, if your ligament's kind of loosening up, um, you're starting to have a little bit of give. <clears throat> it's um, it's dicey if you, if you don't kind of like lay off it, and people don't want to just like shut it down. So that's really what it's what it's really doing. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, TFRadio.net slash Amazon. Yeah. If you want to, actually, yeah. How much would one of those cost? I think I don't think they're expensive. I think they're like twenty bucks at most. Um, and I think it also depends on like what exactly you're getting. So like, <clears throat> it's um, the price is kind of in relation to how big the sleeve is. Obviously, how much material um, you're buying, basically. So. So, so a compression knee sleeve. Uh, this one's thirty bucks. Wow, and that person's leg is way leaner than mine is. Wow, their leg is like it looks really powerful. <laughs> I wonder if that has something to do with the knee sleeve. Oh yeah, that's the marketing. <laughs> do they have? Do they have a? You know what they really should do? I'm sure. I'm sure pro athletes already have this. Is they should. They should have compression sleeves like dipped in steroids, so you don't have to worry about like shooting up. Like at the same, you get you get the added support and the steroids just kind of leach into your skin. I just uh, sent you uh, what I saw, and look at this guy. His uh, that uh, knee sleeve has like that's got to be the reason that his legs are so powerful. I, I need... Is it like Batista? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's amazing. Yes, that's quite a knee. He's got cankles though, for what it's worth. I don't even know what cankles are. Cankles are just very wide ankles. Like, we all have those. Like, normal people have those. Uh-huh. But uh, anorexic and uh, people probably 10 years and younger don't have cankles. Everybody else has cankles, and yet we make fun of them. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, we're heard, all in the same boat. I've heard that phrase. I just didn't know what it was. I mean, watch the uh, Westminster Dog Show. <laughs> and uh, you know, as the camera's trained on the uh, on the doggy, uh, there's also two cankles uh, flailing wildly right behind every dog, <laughs> and uh, and we make fun of them, and yet our our legs are just as disgusting. So, gotcha. It's just the way it works. So, for sure. But uh, yeah, yeah, copper. Uh, any, I, I would imagine just the in, in, just in theory, like just the idea behind compression garments is a pretty good one. Um. I think it's really all about. I think the biggest thing, like I say, like I said, is is knowing how tight it should be. Like, don't like if your leg is like turning purple, that's too tight. But um, but it should probably be pretty close. I mean, you know, what I mean, it's really there to like hold everything in place. So it's kind of one of those things, Brian. We've kind of talked about this in the past when it comes to like working out. Um, when you're a novice you may not understand or, or, or realize like how, what you're supposed to feel like after or even on the backside of a workout. Like yeah. there's, it's not, it's not pain per se, but you're not supposed to be, you're not supposed to be able to like do backflips yeah. towards the end of a workout. Like you really need to, uh, people really slowly like learn what exhaustion feels like and what, um, uh, a body that's been pushed feels like fatigue, true fatigue and all that stuff. I, I think this is kind of similar. It's like this isn't comfortable per se. It's snug. So, so people kind of have to get used to that idea, that concept of not uh, – it's not It's not a loose-fitting T-shirt, put it that way. Did you say – so you say, you say you use these. I uh, – you know, it's been years since I used one. I'm trying to remember what it was. I think it was, it was for my knee or ankle. I can't remember. But I am considering using one again for my right elbow because um because CrossFit puts a lot of pressure on my uh 
the uh, CrossFit puts a lot of pressure on your joints kind of in general, especially your elbows. And if you don't have full range of motion, like me, I'm an old man and, uh, the extra support might actually, um, help me even when I'm not in pain. So I, I'm definitely considering one for one of my elbows. Hmm. I'll consider it. I almost, I almost pulled the trigger on it. Ponder it. Ponder it. So Brian, did you, um, did you take advantage of our food challenge this week, or do you need another week to train? I didn't get around to it. Okay, like, I, I did well. I did well this week. I didn't eat any. Good for you. Yeah. What did you eat on uh, on the road? Oh, good question. Uh, okay, so I said I uh, on the road. I didn't quite do as well as. Okay. What'd you eat? Like a a barbecued full bodied pig or what? I had like a slice of pizza. Oh, well, that's not bad. Like that was one meal, like a quesadilla, like a gas station quesadilla was another. Not a quesalupa? Not a quesalupa, no. Hmm. I had one of those. It wasn't bad. Really? Yeah. How did they, how does the cheese work? Is it like, where does it, like, where is it? It's like, where is the cheese? It's in the shell? It's in the shell. Yeah, it's actually like baked in. So it's not like there's extra layers. It's just like it's part of it. Is it like stretchy at all, like the commercials? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is? Yeah. And how's the cheese flavor? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It was nothing to write home about. <laughs> there it is, folks. How was the the whole experience? You said it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Are they expensive? No. Hmm. The the um, the uh, beef was the best. I tried beef and steak, uh, okay. but the beef was the better of the two. Really? Mm-hmm. That's like basically taco meat, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Hmm. Uh, do they have a chicken one too? Yeah. Basically it's Taco Bell. So they have this, you know, same, it's the same ingredients, just in different, um, uh, variety. True, true. You know, my favorite thing at Taco Bell, I know we're kind of like swerving all over the road here, folks, but, um, stream of consciousness. My favorite thing at Taco Bell still remains to this day, the tried and true double decker taco. And it's two bucks, which is a fortune I feel at this point, uh, on the Taco Bell menu, but it's still still my favorite yeah actually one thing i didn't get to mention last week uh when we were on i wanted to tell you that i tried the um this was not last week this was before uh but i tried the uh burger king hot dog yeah expand on that it was a fast food hot dog so like is it above or below what you would expect like say at a 7-eleven it is as good as any as any gas station hot dog you're going to find. Okay. Um, what about a uh, – if you're familiar with like a Sonic or, or a fast food place that like specializes in hot dogs? I know some people will, will call me uh, crazy about this, but I think gas station hot dogs are better than Sonic hot dogs. Wow. Yeah. Now, I mean, so when I it comes – Tweet B, kill B. Yeah. But when it comes down to like the quality of the meat and everything like that, when it comes to the toppings, Sonic op- obviously has a better – uh, selection of toppings, but uh, like the problem with the Seven Eleven is a lot of times uh, their toppings aren't necessarily um, as well maintained as as you might like. But uh-huh. but the hot dog itself is usually pretty good. I don't know how uh, prevalent the chain QT or Quick Trip is. Oh yeah, sure, they're all over. Yeah, um, but their uh, hot dogs are pretty good. 
And I would say that uh, their top, they maintain their stuff really well. I would actually say their stuff is quite, toppings and everything, they're quite a bit better than, um, than Sonic. I, I would compare the, um, I would compare the uh, two, but the t- selection of toppings, uh, not really that great. Like, for whatever, apparently relish is a very popular hot dog topping. I don't eat it. It's disgusting. Yeah, same here. So, like, for me, uh, typically, if I have a hot dog, it has uh, coleslaw, ketchup, okay. mustard, onions, and chili. And you really can't get that, like, at Sonic or at Burger King. But if you go to a gas station, you're pretty well set. <laughs> ketchup and mustard, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Both. Yeah. Hmm. You only live once. Absolutely. So I respect it. I'm definitely a uh, a mustard only guy, gotta tell you. Mustard and chili. I think I'll I, I would I think I would go that far. Not a big fan of the uh, Chicago style hot dogs with the like the basically the les and tomato, like basically all the dressing of no. a burger. No, I won't do that. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's a little weird. Pickle? Nope. nope. Pickle spears. Nope. On a hot dog. Nope. Very strange. No offense, Chicagoans, but uh, you're wrong. Yeah, on that anyway. Yeah, not right, not right, not right. Um, Brian, anything else this week that uh, tickles your fancy? Not really. Uh, We've sort of been alternating uh, every two weeks uh, on Get the Skinny, and uh, like I I really want to do it every week, but uh, I've kind of fallen into that habit of like doing all of my exciting stuff. on the every other week cadence, so I need to get back on it and uh, and do it right. But otherwise, you know, I would have I would have had my um, I would have had my uh, hot pocket this week. Yes, that is exciting. Look forward to that exciting uh, food review. It's uh, John and Brian versus hot pockets. Okay, next week we'll do that. Yes, let's do that. That's uh, that's our goal for the week. That's instead of like uh, working up to a six minute mile, we're going to eat a hot pocket. That's our challenge. <laughs> yes. Uh, everybody share with us uh, that challenge if you if you dare. And um, before we go, I do want to remind everybody that uh, if you go to tfradio.net slash Amazon and do your Amazon shopping, you support this podcast and every podcast that you can find at tfradio.net or iTunes or wherever you want to listen to your uh, your podcast. But go to tfradio.net and uh, you can see the bevy of stuff that we put out. And then go to tfradio.net slash Amazon, do your Amazon shopping and a small percent of your checkout amount goes to Brian, that guy over there. And he uses the uh, the money to keep the lights on, keep the podcast going, keep them uh, flowing every week, uh, seemingly every other day when you look at all the podcasts. That's about right, wouldn't you say, Brian? Yeah, just about every other. And, um, and we appreciate your support. So for Brian, this is John. We'll see you next week, we promise, on Get the Skin. This has been Get the Skinny. 